Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by uh, two of my co-hosts, Mr. Joe Nevisinski and Mr. Mike Yakubik. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, Good afternoon. Joseph. Let us uh, begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Michael. Good afternoon, Joseph. Yes, that's you. Uh, I see. Uh, well, we're going to start off, I think, with Joe. Uh, Nevisinski, because you had a uh, some visitors That's yesterday right. at uh, at uh, your parish, Saint Elizabeth and Seton. Yeah, we had a presentation by the Pennsylvania Pro Life Federation, Marie Gallagher, who you hear all the time on Holy Family Radio, and her uh, cohort Bonnie Flannery. And uh, Flannery. Yeah, she. Yeah. I can never say her name correctly, but she is uh, the education director, and actually, she's actually retiring from that position. She's going to be a full time uh, mother, grandmother. So she was telling us she has uh, she's planning to spend more time with her grandchildren. And uh, sounds like spoilage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's going to take the pro-life message to her children and grandchildren. That's so, great. Um, so they're looking actually for someone to replace her. So if anybody knows anybody, uh, I said Holy Family Radio would be happy to help get the word out that the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation is looking for someone to be their education director. And they have big, big shoes to fill. Yeah. So, but yeah, go to their website, uh, paprolife.org, I believe, uh, get information. Actually, we have a link from our website, 720whyf.com, to the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. So uh, anyway, they did a, a great presentation um, about the pro-life issue at our parish last night. And it was, it was really good. Our, our uh, priest, our Pastor Father Charles Pershing is a great supporter of the pro-life movement, and he uh, has a personal relationship with Bonnie. He's known her for a long time. So he invited her uh, to speak at our church, and they had a lot of great facts. And there was a lot of good information disseminated, um, a lot of things that we don't think about. Um, one of the things that they, they said that really, really surprised me, the veterans Memorial, the, the Vietnam, the Vietnam Memorial Veteran wall. Memorial, yeah, yeah okay. the, that, that. Oh my gosh, she said, you know, we imagine that that wall, that memorial, and it's gigantic for those of that have been there. It's, sure, she said that if we made a wall like that, in honor of the uh, babies that we lost due to abortion, that wall would be ninety miles long. What? Uh, yeah, ninety no. miles, people. Yeah, Let yeah. that sink in a little. Unbelievable. Bit. That and then she also talked about how another way to imagine the number of children that we lost. If you imagine going to a, like a classroom, like a first grade classroom, and there are groups of children at, te at desks in groups of five, she said, now imagine that room, but that fifth chair in each one of those groups is empty. And that would represent the fact that we think that one out of five children in America we've lost yeah. to abortion. So that's just an amazing statistic. And, you know, we talk about these numbers like, you know, these astronomically big numbers, but when you bring it down to something that you can actually 
you know, grasp. Yeah, touch uh, and feel and yeah, put your hands on. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I think that's always the problem because, yeah. you know, when you say, I mean, I no one can grasp their hands or head around 64 million. Right. You, you, yeah. you, you just but can't you because can't you can't, you can't, you know, I mean, it, it gets to the point where you say, well, what we're talking about is you go into the Rose Bowl <laughs> yeah. and that, that Rose Bowl has to be filled up 50, 60, 70, 80 times or 500 times. Yeah. That. Right. That's an astronomical number, but when you just say, "Oh, 64 million ch- children have been put to death," mm. oh, I, I don't, I can't, I can't grasp it. Yeah, I and can't. then they went into some of the other details about how the pro-life, uh, the use of the pro-choice people, always uh, the pro-abortion people tend to go to places uh, that may not be uh, that are uh, minorities. Mm-hmm. And she said that, like in Pennsylvania, 14 percent of our population is black but they represent 40% of the abortions in Pennsylvania. So she said that's an example of how uh, they go into areas where many times the minority people are sure. and, and they're, they're, they're targeted. And that goes back to the, you know, uh, when I think about uh, the beginning, she talked all about the whole, the whole beginning of that pro-choice thing, how it happened back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they targeted the Catholic Church, which I didn't know. But their plan from the beginning, they knew that the Catholic Church was the the group that supported pro-life the most. So the abortion people said, we've got to go after the Catholic Church. And I had no idea that they did that. It was an amazing ama- an amazing presentation. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, the, the pro- pro-life march was just in D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. last week, I guess it was, no. But when you look at the, the pictures and the video, it seemed to me that there were more people there than there were last year. Mm-hmm. Pro the Supreme or passed the Supreme Court, you know, decision on Roe v. Wade. You know, it seemed like there was more people. I don't have an actual number count, but yeah. And a lot of young people, and that's one one of the people at the end. They had a question and answered, and um, they asked one person in the audience asked, you know, what does the why are there so many young people at this thing, and does that is that a positive sign for the future? And the answer that they gave was that, yeah, they think that this is the, the pro-life uh, the pro-life generation coming up because they're seeing the fact that, you know, one out of five of their peers are not there. Yeah. And so they are, the young people are saying, wow, maybe we should uh, be more vocal to get this changed. And she talked about how, you know, there's such a misconception with Roe v. Wade. Some people think it's all done now. We won. It's over. But now it's 50 different fights in 50 different states. Yes. Yeah, and it, it will continue. It's going to continue until we convince people that abortion is murder. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, and things are happening. I mean, uh, one of the things, and, and that's the reason we're having this type of a show today, is uh, the fact that, you know, we had the pro-life speakers and uh, presentation done at uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. And also uh, what came out yesterday was the results of the Knights of Columbus Maris poll on abortion. And some of the numbers are really, um, I think, significant. And I, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you go and you look at the poll, it does break it down by political activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally, we're not going to do that. We're mm-hmm. going to talk strictly pro-choice, pro-life, and areas where it doesn't seem like our nation, from a uh, political perspective, uh, from a uh, leadership perspective, is actually going along with what, people believe and think. Um, you know, without a doubt, the majority of the nation is pro-choice. Now, how you define pro-choice gets into a lot of different areas, mm. but we're going to define it here for, for our discussion. 
um, those who are pro-choice, which is about 61% of the nation, and those who are definitely pro-life all the way, uh, which turns out to be about 39%. But then when you get into the numbers, so many things develop when you ask specific questions. And I think that's what really and truly affects a lot of people. I think when someone comes up to you and say, are you pro-choice or pro-life? And you say, yes, I'm, I'm definitely pro-choice and I'm 100% behind, you know, aborting kids and everything. And then you say, well, do you think that it's the mother's responsibility or do you think it's somewhere more along the line of the federal government giving money to organizations like Planned Parenthood? and paying for out-of-tax dollars. Well, now that 61% drops down to 40%. Uh-huh. And those that don't feel that we should give any kind of uh, tax dollars to pay for abortions comes out to be 60%. And then when you go, and this is one that uh, we do right now, when you get to say, well, how about not just here in the United States, but how about sending our tax dollars out to other countries? Mm-hmm. Then you find out that the pro-choice people kind of join with everybody and say, now 78% of us don't want any part of this. No. So I think that's really and truly what we should be looking at are the, the more narrow questions. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you, you talk about narrow questions, and I don't, I, know you're, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. No, that's but fine. The, the other thing that so many people bring up is, you know, what happens to the, these poor women that are raped, and they, and what about those, you know, because we have a position that says, you know, all abortions all are abortions. bad, even, even in the case of rape, and the pro-choice people want us to believe that, you know, all of these women are getting raped and they all need abortions. Well, it turns out one-third of one percent of abortions are due to rape. Sure. So we're talking about one-third of one percent, but if you talk to a pro-church pro-choice person, uh, like from Planned Parenthood, they will lead you to believe that if we uh, eliminate abortions, it's going to be affecting all these, you know, millions and millions of, of rape victims. And the other problem with it is if we if we eliminate the abortion of rape victims, uh, we're actually eliminating evidence of the rape. And so that person that might have raped that person gets away with it gets because there's no evi- there's no there's no baby right. you know when there's a baby wow there's evidence that 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 do poor the woman test got raped. and find yeah. out fraternally yeah. yeah and the other thing that they the point they made was when uh, women who are uh, raped and they have a baby uh, when they have a, if they have an abortion those people f- are come from the woman goes from being the victim to being the perpetrator because mm-hmm. before she was the victim she got raped but now when she has her baby aborted that baby now becomes her victim and so those people have all kinds of um, they, they have all kinds of emotional problems because they change from becoming the victim to becoming the perpetrator and those are things that the pro-choice people right I mean I, I heard one that you know uh, if, a, if a woman has one abortion and I, I don't care you know, what the reasoning is behind it. There, there, there's so many things. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a woman. I don't know what it would mm, be like yeah. to be 16 years old or 15 years old and, and have a, a need, or at least in your mind you have a need to do something. But when you hear people that have six, seven abortions, that's, that's contraception. Yeah, That's contraception by destroying a life. They gave that statistic last night, too, and I oh. don't remember, but it's a high rate of recidivism. I mean, it, it really is high. Yeah, and, and that's, that's really scary yeah. because then you're not – I mean, I, I, and I think I, that was not one of the questions that was asked in this poll, so we wouldn't be able to comment on that. 
and I know that we're getting close, so I just want to, we're going to get close to our break. But one I did want to bring up, and I'm going to actually read the question because I don't want it to be that I'm slanting this. Do you strongly support, support, oppose, or strongly oppose abortion because of the child's gender or sex? 94% of all those polled say they oppose or strongly oppose the taking of the life of the baby because of gender or sex. That's not what we're led to believe in everything that comes out in news reports. Let's uh, hold that thought, guys. We're up uh, tight against our break. Our listeners can let that sink in a little bit. We'll be back right after these messages. And welcome back to Night Talk. I hope you had a few minutes there to let uh, our closing remarks at the end of segment one there uh, sink in. We have some more statistics that uh, this is not lies. These are percentages that just came out of this Mars poll. And uh, so we're just going to let you uh, listen to some of these numbers because we need to get the word out, people. Abortion is murder, period. Game, set, match. Michael? Yeah, and, and we do this from the perspective that uh, I just want everybody to know, you can look at this poll. I mean, it's not secret or you no, know, no. it's out there. It's the poll that was commissioned by the Knights of Columbus, and naturally that's why we're doing it on Night Talk. And it's got an error rate of 3.5%, 3 uh, 3% around there on each question. So... The numbers you can hear that we're given here are in the 90s. So when you're talking about that, we're not talking about a 50-50 split here. Right, These it's not are close. pretty, pretty yeah. far out numbers. Joseph? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, as I was in the break, I was thinking about uh, some of the things were mentioned at the meeting last night and something that I didn't know. And, I, you know, I know a lot about the, the pro-life issue, uh, being pro-life. Uh, I did not know. One of the things they said was that a woman who has an abortion her chance of getting breast cancer doubles. That statistic really blew my mind because my wife, Donna, is a breast cancer survivor, and I don't think anybody should have to go through that. Uh, it's a horrible thing. But to think that this poor woman who has an abortion doubles her chance of getting breast cancer, it just made me sick in the stomach when they, when they said that last night. I had never heard that before. So, I mean, and they mentioned all the other things that, you know, women who have abortion... You know, they get smaller um, baby. The when they do have babies, they're smaller weight, they're lower weights. Yeah, the all, all that's oh, probably because yeah. they're scared of <laughs> being in the womb. They yeah. think they may be the next to go. Yeah. So I mean, all of those, all of those things. I mean, and all I can say is, all of our knights that are listening, you know, invite the uh, invite the Pennsylvania Pro Life Federation to do a presentation, uh, either for your council or your church. Talk to your pastor about it because we think we know about this issue, but. They are the experts, and they know all the numbers, and they know what's going on. And Marie Gallagher, she's the legislative director there. She knows, she knows what's going on in our state government, and the information that they have is invaluable. So I would just put a plug out. All the Knights councils get a presentation 
by the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Get and stay up to date and informed. That's exactly. the best advice we can give you. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, because and I think it kind of follows in with what you said, because most women probably do not know what their chances are of developing other problems later. However, listen to this question. It's kind of interesting. Do you support, su strongly support, support, oppose, or strongly oppose pregnancy service centers, which are places that do not perform abortions, but instead offer support to people during their pregnancy and after their baby is born? 91% of all those surveyed said, yes, we support this. So I think when you start to look at this, um, abortion, pro-abortion, pro pro-choice people is a generic response. But when you get into the nitty-gritty, you actually find out it's not quite as far out there as you would think. Yeah, it's a, it's a personal issue. It's a personal thing because uh, when you talk about statistics and just people in general, it's one thing, but when you talk about actual people, when you know a person who's going through, th through this, it's a completely different thing, too. I know uh, one of the things that, <clears throat> excuse me, that they said last night was that back in the 19, uh, 1972 when, the, when mm. the Roe v. Wade thing happened, they didn't have ultrasound the way we do today. So those justices did not know that, you know, babies were, you know, dancing and having their hands, could count their fingers and stuff when they were 12 weeks old, right? Yeah. They didn't know that, and now we do. Yeah. So the science is so different now compared to when that decision was made. And so now, you know, having this new decision, uh, it's based on science, and that decision back then was not based on and science. That's why the Knights are doing what we have been doing for years, mm -hmm. putting the ultrasound machines out. Mm -hmm. They just recently went uh, the uh, Morning Star, not Morning, yeah, yeah, Morning, yeah Star. Morning Star, Morning Star yeah. Pregnancy Center, uh, just got to, what three, yeah, three, three, three brand new three, state of the art, four D, not three D, four D machines on their facility because the old ones were dying. They came to the nights and they asked us, and the chapter put up the money, and then we got. Uh, Supreme match what we raised, and now they have four brand new machines. Yeah, so and that's that's part of that fort that ninety one percent you were just talking about. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's why I, think that, I yeah. think that that going right back to that because that thing also shows one other thing. When you talk about the ninety one percent of people that support mm -hmm. pregnancy centers, then why isn't our federal government stepping in when a pregnancy center is attacked? Mm -hmm. Because the majority, and I'm not talking a simple majority, we're not talking about 51%, we're talking about 91% of all individuals believe that these pregnancy centers have a place. Then why are we not going after those individuals that wanted to destroy it? How about, yeah, how about the next one, the conscientious objection? That's another interesting one. Do you want me to read that one? That one's, uh, do you think doctors, nurses, or other health care professionals have the who have religious objections to abortion should or should not be legally required to perform the abortions. 77% should not be legally required. Right. Right. And I think, again, you know, it, it, and that's one of the things that always bother me about pro-choice people. And, and I'm, you know, you can take this, if you're a pro-choice person, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it, it's kind of an economy, an economy when you turn around and you say, I am pro-choice, but I don't want to hear anybody else that is pro-life. 
-hmm. And that's what you're basically saying. If you're a doctor or a nurse, you have no choice. You don't have choice, <laughs> but we have choice. Right, right. Um, you know, it's the same thing with people that didn't want to take the vaccine. You have no choice, mm -hmm. but we have a choice. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's really very, very hypocritical. I mean, I know there are some things I'm hypocritical about. I won't lie. I, I you I, know, I, 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 know yeah. I know that I am pro-life when it comes to the innocent and the unborn. But I also know that I am a big advocate of the death penalty. Mm -hmm. If but you turn around and you kill your family and you tilt three or four little kids or you rape and hurt kids and then kill them, I'm more than happy to see you go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't yeah. step out in front of yeah. my car, you know? Yeah. I really and truly are more than happy to see you go away. And I know that can be considered hypocritical, but yeah, I believe but, but there's the, a difference between The baby innocent. is innocent. Yeah. The baby's innocent. The difference between innocent and yeah. that. Yeah, that, that unborn baby is innocent. He or she didn't do anything. Nope. Right. They I did mean, not. That's, a, that's just a fact. Right. And, and, you know, we even get into insurance issues with, mm -hmm. with, with this kind of stuff. Who's going to pay what for insurance yeah. and stuff? And that's one of the statistics that was shown, you know, and I, I'm not going to go to that one. I'm going to go to the last one, which really and truly, I think, says so much. Because you get all the people, you know, we're talking about Roe v. Wade, mm -hmm. and we're going to Kavanaugh's house, and mm -hmm. we want to kill Kavanaugh. We want to do all these things. And yet, when you look, and this is a question that kind of goes into this. Which statement comes closer to your view? Is it possible to have laws which protect both the health and well-being of the mother and the life of the unborn? 90% say our laws can protect both. That's important. And that, that is important yeah. because that, I think, I don't think there's a better way to end the poll. And, I, and our brother Knights did that when they got this poll uh, done. That really and truly says it all. They, I, I think that's what's wrong with a lot of things in our country. Everybody sees things as black and white, and they think it from one perspective only. I'm pro-choice, and that's it. Now, well, as you found out from this poll, there are very l different levels of pro-choice. Yeah, well, that's, and that's, you know, when you dig down into those numbers in that one, the pro-life people, I mean, it was the 91% of those pro-life people said yes, but 88% of the pro-choice people, people agree with that right. statement. 88%. And that's a statistic that I think would surprise them. I mean, mm -hmm. their movement. I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. I think, again, you know, we're, we're talking about you're just like, I mean, it would surprise me that anybody that's Catholic believes that Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi are the prime examples of our religion. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that they're not good Catholics because no one knows what's in their heart. Right. We don't know the mercy that God, right. I mean, God helped me. Without his mercy, we're not going to do any better. But there are things that our faith says we should not do. And I don't think there's, I, I would have less problem with politicians that just wouldn't comment or mm. just abstain from voting. I, I, I think there you may be listening to the will of your constituents, and that's mm. your job. Well, that's but not the, to be actively trying to, to, to destroy life. That's one of the things they talked about in the very beginning of the pro-choice movement back in the 60s. They said um, they had a four-point plan to attack the Catholic Church. And the fourth one was the most important point. And that point was to convince politicians that they could say, Catholics, that they could say, I'm Catholic and that's my personal belief, but I'm not going to put that on other people. Mm -hmm. And so they made a a conscious effort to 
convince politicians that they can say that. And so we still see that today. And that happened back in the 1960s. So mm -hmm. that work that they did, the groundwork that they did, is working today, generation after generation. Now we have politicians who say, I'm, I'm Catholic, and I think that abortion is not good, but I'm going to not, you know, not put my beliefs on other people. Mm -hmm. And this is the only issue that they do that with. They don't. You don't say that about like a, like murder, like you were saying. Right. Like, I don't believe in murder, but I don't mind. And if other people want to murder, that's okay. <laughs> you, you, don't hear, <laughs> you don't hear them saying that, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of it today with the 24-hour news cycles and you know the mass media and uh, everything from TikTok to the internet. Yeah. Yeah, the internet. You know, get the facts, people. It's like old Joe Friday on, on Dragnet years ago. <laughs> get just the facts, ma'am. Get the straight story. Get the straight story. You'll be a lot better off. Yeah, and, 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 and I agree with you, Joe, and I think one of the things that this poll does is, is if you're an individual out there, whether you're pro-life, which we hope most of our listeners are, or if you happen to be pro-choice, pro-abortion, take a look at the poll. Answer truthfully the questions that were asked in the poll and see where you come out. Because I'm willing to bet that the majority of you aren't going to be much different than what this poll says. There might be a few fanatics, the ones that are writing on the church walls, the ones mm. that are breaking up statues. You may be that one or two-tenth of a percent that's in that 10%, but nothing else. I, I can say I know a woman that I interviewed who is the product of abortion. And she is glad that her mother made the choice to give her life. With that, let's, let's hold that thought right there, because I know who you're talking about. Let's hold that thought right there. For Mike Kubik and Joe Nevisinski, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>